The Florida Panthers trim their roster now to 35 players. We discuss who are the bubble players, who are the locks, and what could the Florida Panthers strategy be prior to the next round of cuts. Your Locked On Panthers, your daily podcast on the Florida Panthers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to this Tuesday, October 3rd edition of the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. Thank you for making the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. I'm Armando Velez from the Hockey News, and you can follow me on X at MondoMan12. Follow the show account on X and Instagram at LO underscore FLA Panthers. And shout out to the everydayers who come back here and get your daily Florida Panthers fix. And today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONNHL for $20 off your first purchase. So, Cats fans, it is a game day. The Florida Panthers will be playing a neutral site game in Orlando, Florida at the Amway Center, home of the Orlando Magic and the Orlando Solar Bears. Your, your boy will be there tonight as... You can see on the YouTube, my dress clothes are ready, are ready in the background, and it feels like Christmas as far as g- getting to go cover a a game, and very excited to be to be going to a a, a new barn covering hockey. I, I was able to cover the Florida Panthers game in Rookie Showcase in Estero, and now a, a new a new place to cover the Florida Panthers in at at the Amway Center tonight, which we'll be doing an intermission meetup in us in near the Budweiser bar in the Terrence level section 101 at the Amway Center. So if you happen to be there tonight, uh, uh, make holler at your boy and we will and I will also be tweeting it out and posting it on the Instagram page as well uh, for for a meetup tonight be uh, in the first intermission, but prior to the game and we'll talk more about the game in segment number two based on lines power play and all that but the florida panthers did trim their roster down to 35 players and starting off with the guys who were sent down to charlotte for um checkers training camp riley bezo ryan McAllister, jake wise mike benning santu kinunen evan naus kali shaleen zachary Ewens, and ludovic weber and a uh, uh, and we will get an opportunity to see these guys again next year. A little bit of seasoning needs to happen for some of these guys. I mean, Mike Benning is just coming off uh, playing playing in college, just like just like Ryan McAllister and Jake Wise. Evan Nels is coming off a Memorial Cup, which you're gonna you as the preseason went. I thought that Evan Nels got a lot better. Love the way that Mike Benning moves the puck on the power play. It's gonna be it's gonna be exciting to see what he does in charlotte averaging almost a point per game as well for 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 the for the defenseman as well and uh as far as other roster moves that the florida panthers made three players have gone on waivers and we don't know if they are going to be claimed uh yet or if they have cleared but though the following players have been placed on waivers jerry mayhew rasmus asplin and lucas carlson and the biggest one of them all is Lucas Carlson. You know, th- that was part of the trade of two different trades in the in a, in a six-day span where you get rid of uh, the contract of Brett Connolly, 
you put Henrik Borgstrom, sprinkle him, him, him in in that trade. Lucas Carlson comes to the mix, was seen as at the time as AHL depth, really developed well, played a big role in the President's Trophy winning season. And very and one of the, his memorable moments, at least for me, was that game, that road game during the Olympic break, which the the NHL ended up not going to the Olympics, but it was some of the make makeup games that that were originally rescheduled from the Omicron variant of COVID spreading, and those games were made up. And Lucas Carlson had two two major blocks uh, where where there was no goaltender there, and he blocked not one but two, one with his body and one with his stick. So a very memorable moment that Lucas Carlson had in a Florida Panthers sweater. We don't know yet if he'll be claimed. Once again, we don't know. But there's a lot of there's a lot of fans who are not happy about this. And for, for good reason. He developed well in the AHL and was the leading point getter for defensemen with, uh, uh, on, on, the, on the checkers last year. But even before... Even before the moves of Oliver Ekman Larson, Nico Mikola, and Mike Riley, it, it you you thought that Lucas Carlson was going to play a big role, being the seventh defenseman. But it it just goes to show where the front office and coaching staff view him. They are they if you're putting someone on waivers, you are okay with losing them. And for for the Panthers and all and and us when when we think about it. We we think about is is oh the Florida Panthers are need to develop guys as far as trying to build on cheap contracts, but at the same time with with a team that's ready to win now, you're not you're not waiting for someone to develop as far as an every night role. And we didn't see an every night role for Lucas Carlson as much as we want to see him there as well. You're trying to win now and. Success in one system doesn't always guarantee one in the next. But at the same time, Lucas Carlson never really had a chance in Paul Maurice's system as well. I mean, there there were struggles at the beginning for some other players in, in Maurice's system early on, which you can point to Anton Lindell. And you can even point to an, a veteran like Aaron Ekblad, who did struggle with injuries. That's a little bit of a, of a caveat there. But you also got to re- read between the lines of what what the Panthers view him as and what the Panthers are trying to do when building off a Stanley Cup final run. I mean, had they not made the run that they did, maybe you're thinking of putting Lucas Carlson in, but you know, you're you're seeing things in a different lens when you make it all the way. You're three wins shy of winning it all. And you you have a sense of urgency of taking advantage of your window, and like I put a list together of all thirty five players who remain with the with the or, with the team right now. Three of them are on on IR spots: Ekblad, Montour, and Jodovic, Jona Jodovic. And there's eighteen locks: six defensemen, eleven forwards, one goalie. That one goalie is Bobrovsky. 11 forwards, uh, you put Lomberg, you put Lorenz, I think he's a lock as, as well. And you're, you're basically fighting for three spots. There's 14 bubble players fighting for three spots. And it's all dependent, uh, once again, on if the Panthers decide to carry three goalies, which we'll discuss more in segment two, which I ran a poll on if you see a scenario of the Florida Panthers carrying three goalies. And the last time I checked, it was 60-40 in favor of no. So, but there's some of the bubble guys who are, who are 
not when it comes to guys trying to make the team, like a Grigory Denisenko, even though I think he still ends up there based on his contract situation, there are still other players who who can go on waivers and you're not likely not going to have them claim like an Alexander True or John Ludwig who has who have been hurt uh, th- throughout training camp and haven't and are not expected to play uh, in, in tonight in Orlando. But there's only four of them on this list who are waivers exempt. Justin Sordov, Yuvis Belinskis, Mackie Semeskevich, and Spencer Knight. Those are the only four of the bubble guys. And yes, Spencer Knight is a bubble guy right now. We don't know what his status is. Um, and, and everyone else, and you think about this, The at least this is my opinion. The, your, your list can look a lot better, a lot different than mine. But of the bubble guys, of the 14, there's one, two, three, four of them are defensemen. And you're thinking the Panthers might carry only um, seven. They're not going to carry eight, uh, more than likely. And you think about wh- where Matt Kierstead is as far as his one-way deal. Casey Fitzgerald has a has a has half a year under his belt, and he was and he was uh, and the Panthers every time they went eleven forward seven D, he was the he was the first guy in. So chances are, if you're reading between the lines, the Panthers love Casey Fitzgerald and they want him to be back in the mix for the Panthers. As far as a guy who's been there for a few more years versus the other guys, you're likely going to see the other three in Kirstead, Ludwig, and um, on, on waivers, and Uvis Belinsky's sent down because he's waivers exempt. As far as the forwards go, you still have an you still have an opportunity for Brett Ritchie to to make something happen off his off his PTO, uh, and 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 you still have players who are. Big in size, like a Kevin Stenlin, who are fighting for a spot. But Kevin Stenlin uh, has struggled to to get into the lineup in his previous spots. So there's still a lot of fight for for the Panthers in trying to get where they, as far as the players to trying to get on 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 the opening night roster. So there's still a lot of battles. There's still a lot of uh, there's still a lot of uncertainty on who. But you think about when it comes to 18 locks at least in my opinion, and 23 spots open, 14 players are fighting for five spots. So only a third of them are going to, are going to be remaining with the, with the, with, with the roster as well. So it's a, you know, it's, it's going to be a grind. It's going to be a battle for, for, for these, for these guys to try to have that internal competition. Once again, even if they don't make the opening night roster, they go on way, some of them go on waivers and end up in Charlotte. You you you're you're gonna see the internal competition when they get there as one of the guys trying to improve prove and improve themselves as the first call-ups because Bill Zito did speak about in the first day of media day about having more of a presence of people down in Charlotte. So it's not just because these guys some of these guys are gonna go down doesn't mean they're not gonna be under a certain microscope from day in and day out. They are they the the a lot of eyes are going to be on these guys, regardless of what happens um, in in these next few days of camp. But we're going to transition over to segment number two, where we're going to discuss what situationally the Florida Panthers can do as far as putting other players with, with a chance to succeed and make the opening night roster in the example of Mackie Samuskevich and how the coaching staff can handle waivers as far as a certain goaltender we are going to discuss that more here on the locked on florida panthers podcast but first we're going to tell you all about 
game time and you shouldn't have to worry when you're buying tickets to your next big event game time is the fast and easiest way to buy tickets for all sports music comedy theater events near you with killer last minute deals all in prices view from your seat and their best price guarantee game time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets and see and you can see the view from your seat before you buy so you buy exactly what you expect when you arrive all in prices to, to, to show your, your total upfront so you know you're getting a great deal without hidden fees. Buy tickets in seconds with two taps. GameTime has deals of tickets right to the start of the event and even an hour after it starts. So if you're a Florida Panthers fan who wants to see them play against the Tampa Bay Lightning tonight in Central Florida, you can definitely get, go to the GameTime app. It's the place to find last minute tickets. Find exclusive flash deals and sponsor deals on tickets on football, basketball, hockey, concerts, comedy, theater, and more. With Zone deals, you pick the section and game time picks the seats for an average of 18% savings. And the game time guarantees means you'll always get the best price. Download the game time app, create an account, and use promo code LOCKEDONHL for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code LOCKEDONHL for $20 off. Download the game time app today. Last minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. Segment number two here on this Tuesday, October 3rd edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. Thank you once again for making the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day today. And it was very exciting yesterday. I mean, by design, I recorded my episode, posted it, and then the lines came out for yesterday's practice just as I posted it. And I wanted to leave that for today's show. As far as, and I wanted to be surprised at the same time. And sometimes it's hard to not salivate whenever you see Mackie Semiskevich playing on the second line and getting his opportunity with the likes of Sam Bennett and Matthew Kachuk, which that was where he was in 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 Monday's uh, practice. And then the as far as that, even though Barkov is not going to be playing tonight, you um, you see that a possible mix of Barkov, Rodriguez, and Carter Hagee. Third line looked like Anton Lindell, Etulu Strain, and Sam Reinhart. Fourth line looked like Stephen Lawrence, Ryan Lomberg, and Nick Cousins. Uh, defense pairs, like we spoke about in, in the locks, six of them looked to be to be to be uh, as far as writing them in sharp in Sharpie, pen, you name it, as 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 locks. Forsling, OEL on the first one, Nico Mikola and Dmitry Kulikov, and Josh Mahura and Mike Riley. But before we get into the power play for what the Panthers went uh, went through in uh, morning skate, there is questions. There was a question uh, directed at Paul Maurice as far as Becky Semiskevich, What has happened as far as him making these latest rounds of cuts, and what the Florida Panthers' plan could be in the next few days in order to for Mackey Semiskevich to try to earn his spot in the opening night roster. Well, he's had a good camp, and, and he's um, he's got NHL-ready skill for sure. The uh, learning curve in terms of how to apply it. There's there's something interesting about some very skilled players. The game actually gets easier for them as the cuts get made. Um, the game is far more controlled at the NHL level. There's usually only one guy chasing you, and it's uh, and everybody knows which guy it's going to be. Everybody's got a job on the ice, so there are players that can process the game more easily. The extreme would be a rookie camp game, which is quite helter-skelter. They're hard to read. So he's had a good camp. I'm going to put him in 
a number of different positions in terms of playing them with veteran players to get a, still a better read. Uh, we'll get into Tampa. They're at 28 healthy. We're at 28 healthy. So we'll see pretty thick lineups here in the next three. Both teams just trying to get ready. So these will be good tests for him. Based off what you've previously said, just in terms of the kind of job he would have to fill if he makes the opening night roster, yeah. like just trying him out in those spots, and you know that yeah. might mean him taking someone else's spot. That's pro sports, right? That's that's a possibility. The there's a spectrum there, though, in fairness, if he, he could still be here potentially and not be in the opening night roster and we're thinking we're going to get him in in the first year, there's a lot of different things that we can do. Prior to that, we'll get through these next three games and get a feel for where he's at. But, yeah, I mean, he's not going to sit in the stands for the first 10 games wait for me to get him in the game. He's playing hockey. So there you go. You're not going to – if Mackie Samuskevich makes the team, he's going to be playing right away. And as – that clip was playing, which you could find, you could see the full clip uh, on the Locked On Florida Panthers YouTube channel. It's YouTube only, as far as full clips. It's not going to be on the audio version. So, so if you want to see it there, go to the Locked On Florida Panthers YouTube channel. But the Florida Panthers did work on their power play this morning. I did. I was able to check X while that clip was playing, and it's going to look like OEL. Matthew Kachuk, Sam Reinhart, Evan Rodriguez, and Sam Bennett. Sam Bennett is uh, taking Barkov's spot in the in the in the power play one, and then power play two is looking like Forsling, Lundell, Lusterainen, Carver, Hagee, and Samuskevich. And Samuskevich is in the bumper position in Sam Bennett's place, while Sam Bennett is up in Barkov's place as well. So Mackie Samuskevich is going to get his opportunities regardless. And you know you want you want to see what you have out there as far as that. And Paul Maurice did confirm this morning, which we're recording this at twelve eleven p.m. on on a, on a Tuesday afternoon. So we have some we have some updates based on on that. And he is going to be playing with Kachuk and Bennett on the second line tonight when the Florida Panthers take on the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning in at the Amway Center. So that so you're going to get an opportunity for some grit, some speed. And and uh, a whole bunch of opportunities for the youngster. I mean, this podcast should be called "Locked On Mackie Samuskevich for until until something happens as far as roster cuts, because that's the question that we all want to know. It's the question you guys want to know. It's the biggest storyline outside of what's going on with defense, goaltending, and all as far as the injuries on the blue line, and if they're going to carry three goal three goalies as well. So that that is that Mackie is gonna. He's gonna have to earn it if he if he does make it, but he's getting he's for sure getting his opportunities uh, tonight for for the Florida Panthers. Uh, Paul Maurice did say that Sergey Bobrovsky will start two of the final three preseason games, but doesn't say which ones he will be uh, starting in. Uh, did confirm that Barkov did skate this morning, but will sit sit out until Saturday, so he's gonna miss the road game in on Thursday against the Tampa Bay Lightning at Emily Arena as well. So. Likely the preseason finale at, at on the seventh from Emirate Bank Arena. So, as far as what the Florida Panthers could do, as far as the goalies, let's go to the goalies. If they carry three, if they don't decide to carry three, if they if they decide carry to carry three, which this is something I spoke about on yesterday's episode of the FLA Cats Hockey Podcast with David Rodriguez, Kirby Lupul, and Ryan Keelan. Um, which great episode that I recorded with him an hour and 45 hours worth of content. We did over unders season predictions, 
a, a possible Forsling extension that was possibly a hot take um, from from those two, uh, from from me, uh, excuse me, and that raised maybe a little bit of an eyebrow. But on that show, if if you already listened to this and you're listening, listen to that show and you're listening to this, you're hearing this twice. But I do want to talk about how GMs and 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 coaches, when it comes to evaluating goalies in this time of the preseason, especially because there is a team northwest of you who is looking for a goaltender because Andre Vasilevsky is going to be out for two months minimum for the Tampa Bay Lightning. So you think about the situation with Stolarz, and we don't know what when he's going to start. We don't we don't know if it in the remaining remainder of the preseason or it's going to be Spencer Knight. We don't know who who with what the order is going to be. But when it comes to waivers, when it comes to goalies, you have to be very strategic on when you put them on waivers. Because when you put your final round of cuts, every team is going to have a long list of players who are going to be waived. And when you have a selection so big league-wide, your chances of keeping someone are higher than than in other and than in other cases if you're waiving them to when if you waive them in the previous round of cuts, which is why Anthony Stolarz, if the Florida Panthers think that Spencer Knight is ready, will did not waive him. So they're waiting until the final few few days and the final round of cuts to make that happen. But again. That's assuming that they think Spencer Knight is ready. I think it's very unlikely that the Florida Panthers do, in fact, carry three goalies on on, on the roster, because you, you, I think, I think you're going to be fine in goaltending either way. If you carry two, I, I think the Florida Panthers. If there's one thing that I think they got going for them, I think it's the goaltending. Honestly, um, Sergey Bobrovsky is coming off a great run. Spencer Knight looked has looked sharp in this preseason as well, and. Stolarz was the the Panthers were were carrying a lead into in, in into the third period on last Friday and Stolarz was uh was uh even though the Florida Panthers outpossessed the Carolina Hurricanes Stolarz looked sharp either way but it's a great situation for the Florida Panthers to be in so you think about what you have you have to think about when it's going to ha- happen if it does as far as that but if the Florida Panthers don't and you start Spencer Knight in the AHL to start the year, you still have you're still gonna have Spencer Knight get get his reps either way. Because I spoke like I spoke about with David, Kirby, and Ryan last night. The Flor- Florida Panthers first back to back doesn't come until late November. You're not gonna you're gonna have to put someone not named Sergey Bobrovsky in in every three or four game somewhere around there uh outside of that that's probably going to be like a somewhere to six like somewhere like a 60 40 or an 80 20. I, I i don't know the number on the top of my head but and, and we we don't know but you're gonna have to you're gonna have to you're gonna have to strategize it as the florida panthers are gonna have some gaps in in between games especially early on after the san jose game on the 24th there's a few days off that the florida panthers will get and they'll get a lot of rest early on in the year. So that's a little bit of what the Florida Panthers are going to be, uh, what their strategy could be as far as that. But in segment number three, we are going to continue our greatest Florida Panthers to ever play for the franchise going from 25 
to 21. We're going to discuss that and more here on the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. But first, we're going to tell you all about FanDuel Sportsbook. And snap into the action this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Because right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better place to get in on the action. The app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to kick off the NFL season. And even if you are a little down on the Miami Dolphins after the, the schlacking that they had against uh, the Buffalo Bills, that then and you still think that they're Super Bowl favorites, their odds might have gone a little lower or higher, however the betting terms work in that. I don't... Um, and you, you, you might want to go to FanDuel.com and slash locked on to get in on that. FanDuel, the official partner of the National Football League. Third and final segment here on this Tuesday, October 3rd edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. Thank you once again for making the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. So continuing our countdown of the greatest Florida Panthers to to play for the franchise. If you want to listen to 30 through 26, go to yesterday's episode. We discussed that. And on the post-game show with Jacob Winans, which will be later tonight, we will be going over 20 to 16. So prepare prepare for that as we are going to be continue going to continue revealing our list. So number 25 comes goaltender Thomas Bokun and played four seasons with the Florida Panthers and, and in a span you, you want to know where the Florida Panthers ranked as far as goals per as far as goals per game as far excuse me shots per game excuse me goals per game excuse me they were 27th in the NHL offensively so Thomas Vokun didn't have a lot of goal support as far as his time with the Florida Panthers under Pete DeBoer. And in 2008 alone, 2,213 shots. Average 32 shots against per game. The Florida Panthers also in that span were last in most shots against per per game at 33.6. And a point and a points percentage of 498 in that span, 141, 142, and and 45. And even prior to Vokun signing with the Florida Panthers, a nine a 919 and a 920 save percentage in the last two years in Nashville. Top 10 in Vesna in 2009, and and won 20 games each year for the Florida Panthers. And the Florida Panthers in in uh in that year, 93 points. But close, but no cigar as far as making the postseason that that year, and a lot of uh, a lot of turnover as well through the through the Florida Panthers in their front office as well with Jacques Martin to Randy Sexton, even though he only lasted a year, and but and Jacques Martin was fired as coach, but say hey, but the front the, the ownership was like hey, but you could stay as the GM <laughs> as well, so. This is an era of Florida Panthers hockey, which we're going to go deeper into when we reveal other players that, you know, you think about how dark these ages were for, for the franchise. 
24 comes Radic Dvorak, the Panthers' first-round pick in 1995, 10th overall, and two stints with the Florida Panthers from 1995 to 2000, and and traded to the New York Rangers for Hall um for uh, Hall of Famer Mike Vernon, where Florida Florida made the playoffs before swept being swept by the New Jersey Devils. Excuse me, he was traded to the Sharks, then flipped to the New York Rangers. My my apologies uh, for for Mike Vernon, and also signed as a free agent in uh, and spent three point three and a half seasons with the Florida Panthers before being traded to the Atlanta Thrashers for Nicholas Ber- uh, Burfers and and Patrick Riss Miller as well. So Radic Dvorak's tenure with the Florida Panthers, nine years, 613 games played, 113 goals, 155 assists for 268 points. And time on ice, as far as hockey reference, was not recorded until 1998, but the remaining years for Radic Dvorak, Average 18 minutes and 37 seconds of time on ice per game and was part of two playoff appearances for the Florida Panthers, one of them being the run to the Stanley Cup final in 1996 and the very next year before the Florida Panthers lost to the New York Rangers in round one. Number 23 comes Nathan Horton. The Florida Panthers is 2003 third overall pick in the first round and one of two times that Panthers GM Rick Dudley traded the first overall pick and traded back. Uh, and although Luongo was on the team and, and he was your goalie, it was a missed opportunity for the Florida Panthers to, to draft uh, Eric Stahl in his prime. Uh, but think about what Nathan Horton and this, another player that we are going to discuss in a later episode of the, this rankings about what this, what Nathan Horton uh, went through as far as amount of GMs and head coaches and you know what the number is of GMs that Nathan Horton has had in his tenure with the Panthers? Five. Rick Dudley, Mike Keenan, Jacques Martin, Randy Sexton, even though he was a short uh, tenure there. And then Dale Town, who Dale Town, it was a short tenure for him, for their relationship as well. Even though Dale Town was with the franchise for 10 years, it immediately when taking over the job, traded Nathan Horton to the Boston Bruins. Uh, and then the, the Panthers ended up... Uh, um, drafting Nick Bugstad with that pick after trading back four four spots, and they also got Dennis Weidman out of that. And Nathan Horton also had four head coaches: Rick Dudley, John Torcelli, Torcelli, Jacques Martin, and Peter DeBoer. So really hard, really hard to really explode on the scene when you're having so many different systems, so many different head coaches as well. And with and and for Horton, he was. The points didn't come until his third season with 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 the Panthers as well. Really started to explode, um, and and with sixteen game winning goals, five shorthanded goals, and and thirty seven power play goals during his time with the Panthers. And those are, and you also think about this: no playoff appearances, and the, and and even though plus minus isn't the be all end all stat, he still finished his his tenure with the Florida Panthers with a plus twenty seven. During his, during his time with with the, with the Cats before being traded to the Boston Bruins, where eventually he won the Stanley Cup, and uh, yeah, that it, it's a it's it's painful when you see a a uh, a player that you put so much high investment in and you just can't take advantage of their of their talent to build a championship team around, and 
a lot of turmoil with the Panthers as far as ownership and all the relocation rumors as well, <laughs> which it's thankfully put to rest for now. Uh, 22 comes forward Sam Bennett, a, a current Panther, uh, who the Florida Panthers traded two second-round picks. And if you're Nick Fairbanks, I know Nick Fairbanks is not on the show right now, he'll probably say trade another two for uh, Sam Bennett. A, a second-round pick and uh, Panthers prospect Emil Hyman, which traded for Sam Bennett, solidifying the top two center spots as a, as a guy who brings such a physical presence and was uh, we, we saw the impact even in the Stanley Cup run when he entered the 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 – the picture in game two of the of the opening that round series against, against the Boston Bruins scored immediately um, in, in that game. And in three years, 144 games played, 104 points. And he went from 14 minutes of time on ice in Calgary to 17 with the Florida Panthers. For, transition from wing to center, where 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 Sam Bennett was, was uh, meant, meant, meant to play and averages two, two hits a, a game for for the big body for the and valuable piece that the Florida Panthers currently have on their roster still. Number 21 is Victor Kozlov, uh, was traded to the Florida Panthers mid-season 1998, uh, for the most part a journeyman, but played seven years in Florida and and was on the same line as Pavel Bure, where he had a career highs in assists and points in the 2000 season before eventually the Florida Panthers being swept by the New Jersey Devils in round one in uh, 2000 and then um, a few years later in 2004 march 1st 2004 traded to the new, Jer new jersey devils as far as that 414 games played 109 goal 101 goals 190 assists for 291 points and got a lot of got a lot of points on the power play too 99 of them to be exact 36 goals 63 assists and him and uh, pavel bure uh were we're like best friends on the ice as far as as far as uh how their production was and all so those are your top your, your those are 25 to 21 as far as as the as far as the newest uh ra rankings revealed for the florida panthers as far as that on tomorrow's edition after we discuss the florida panthers is preseason game against the tampa bay lightning we are going to be discussing 20 to 16 on the list and i hope you guys are enjoying the content as far as celebrating the 30th anniversary of the florida panthers but tomorrow's show it's a wine and wednesday breaking down the the game breaking down the atmosphere how hockey has grown in florida and i'm very excited to be heading heading over there in just a few hours to be to be uh to be seeing the the florida panthers against the tampa bay, bay lightning and seeing especially how Mackie Samuskevich looks in person. But in the meantime, if you like what you're hearing, please subscribe to the podcast and be notified every single time the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast jumps into your podcast feed. Don't forget to also subscribe to the shows on the Lockdown NHL Network, including Lockdown NHL, Lockdown Fantasy Hockey, Flip Livingstone, and Sue Roden, and Lockdown NHL Prospects. Thank you for making the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. So I'm Ramon Velez, signing off. And you've been listening to Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, where it's your team every day.